Hello everybody, it's time for Sam and the Big Man, our NFL podcast. Lots of interesting things happening in the NFL. Without any further ado, the great man is here with us, Sam Zickman. Hello, mate. Oh, g'day, David. It's great to be with you to talk a bit of NFL. How exciting. The uh, the NFL keeps throwing up some surprises and some great results. And uh, it's an absolute uh, favourite time of the week where we get to spend some time just uh, digesting what happened last weekend and then looking ahead to... What's going to be another fantastic week of NFL in week five? You can't see Sam Zickman. I'm speaking to him at Zoom at the moment, but he's got a slight little grin on his face because for the first time in many years, Dallas are not only NFC East favourites, but they are they will make the playoffs and they're going to cause some serious damage. We will talk about Dallas later. Um, Green Bay, Dallas and one or two others, particularly Arizona, who are the only undefeated team in America. Arizona have been unbelievable in what is a tough division. Um, but we'll go through the results from last week. As I said, we'll read them all out. We won't go through everyone. There are some games of interest, particularly the Jets winning, which is great for that franchise, and the Giants, actually. Um, in a Thursday night game that I couldn't quite understand why it was scheduled as a Thursday night game, it ended up being pretty close, that Cincinnati 24, Jacksonville 21, right at the death. Also into overtime, Tennessee missed a field goal to draw this game up at the Meadowlands. The Jets 27, Tennessee 24, a huge surprise. Great work by the Jets. They finally showed some ticker. In a game that shows me that Kansas City are not the favourites in the AFC, Kansas City 42, Philadelphia 30. Philadelphia is there's nothing on Philadelphia's offence, and both of these teams' defences have got big holes. I might add Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been lights out since he got abused in the press. Dallas Cowboys 36, Carolina 28. Um, a very solid win for Dallas. Carolina weren't disgraceful at all. Um, very good game there at Jerry's World at the magnificent AT&T Stadium in Arlington. The New York Giants went to the Meadow, as it went to the Louisiana Superdome and resolved the Saints 27-21. Um, a, a touchdown in overtime there from Saquon Barkley. The Browns and the Jets played a morathon, and the Browns out more the, the the Vikings. Sorry, the Browns out fourteen over the Vikings seven. Minnesota very disappointing. Cleveland going on solidly in the. Um, Battle of two teams that won't make the playoffs. Chicago 24, the Lions 14. And for all the abuse they've got, Chicago is actually 2-2 two and two and one, one game out of the lead of the Black and Blue division. Buffalo 40 over the Texans nil. That was coming for the Texans. I think everyone predicted a big win, but that was an absolute shellacking. The Colts went down to Miami and beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins have actually got some serious problems with Chua having broken ribs and so have Tampa, actually, with, with Gronk. Washington at the death. 34 over the Falcons, 30. Not a good result for Sam Zickman's Dallas Cowboys, but Washington surprisingly starting to play very well. Tyner Hernick, he's been outstanding as a quarterback, and that's a very big win, particularly winning in a hot lander. Big game this was for Seattle, and it got them right back in it. Seattle 21 over San Francisco in Santa Clara, 21. Here's the one that surprised a lot of people. Not the actual result, but the size of it. Arizona 37 belted the Rams 20. And Sam's man, Kyler Murray. Sam, will get, we're going to go to that game first in a minute. I know Sam will be very excited because Kyler Murray is now favourite in the MVP voting. He was he put on a... I'll talk about it in a minute anyway. The Steelers 20, uh, 17 went down to the Packers 20, uh, 27. I watched quite a bit of this game in rain in Green Bay. And for once, it was mild weather. I thought Green Bay was solid. And Ben Roethlisberger's on his last legs. The Ravens, 23, showed up the Broncos, 3-0 form against Weekside, 7 in Denver. That's a um, very big win for the Ravens, who started off badly, but are coming home strong. In a very average game of football with bad, with lots of rain, a huge interest across America, but it was actually an average game of footy. 
the bucket is 19, just snuck home against the Patriots 17, and I thought Mac Jones was pretty impressive. He didn't do too much wrong. And on Monday Night Football, wow, 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 the Chargers. Sammy's man, Justin Herbert, show us what he's all about. The Chargers 28, the Raiders 14 in a superb defensive performance. The first half, the Raiders couldn't move the footy. Sam, let's go back to your man first of all. The two games I want to talk about are on the western side of America. The first game is your man, Kyler Murray. Oh, my goodness me. What did he do at SoFi? Over to Sam to talk, mate. First of all, Sam, Cardinals, Rams, and then Cowboys, Panthers. Please, so away you go. Kyler Murray uh, put off a clinic, and he was so efficient. That was what impressed me most about Kyler Murray, because that hasn't always been his go. He was just so efficient. He was 24 of 32. You know, 268, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, that's just, that's the quarterback play that you need from Kyler Murray. Plus, you know, he always has, you know, 40, 50 yards rushing. So, he's a dual threat quarterback. But when he protects the ball and when he's efficient, the offense just is just so hard to control. And the Rams have got an elite defense. Let's be honest, there's playmakers everywhere on the Rams defense. So, to drop 37. 100%. Uh, 37 on them? Are you kidding me? And it was consistent. It was just like, Quarter after quarter of good offense. I watched nearly every minute of this game and loved every minute. And look, I think the Rams are still probably the team to beat um, in in their division. But this has shown that the you know the Cardinals are just um, yeah they've they're going to be hard to to rein in. But we'll wait and see. It's a long season. I think that the Cardinals have showed us that an early start, a jump, a jump out at the start of the season doesn't always reflect the way they end out. So I, would, I wouldn't be too down if I was the Rams. I still think they're, they're right there. But the well-rounded offense was impressive. Chase Edmonds, even James Connor, though he rushed 18 times 50 yards, I thought he, he was a good foil for Chase Edmonds. You know, AJ Green used to be a superstar in this league at the Bengals, and he's showing a little bit. He, he's consistently being used in the red zone. We know DeAndre Hopkins is a superstar. He's yep. getting double-teamed. Uh, on that offense, which is probably why AJ Green and, and, and Max Williams are getting a bit of play. But look, really solid performance. Um, can't discount it, but with the Cardinals, we need to see what they do when it gets to the second half of the season. And we need to see if Kyle has matured and if his body's matured and if he doesn't get as sore and tired as he has. Because this is what the Cardinals do they start well and then they, they fall over towards the end. And, and that might be where an experienced team like the Rams with Stafford. Uh, and, and the like that might come back and, and we obviously know Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and so we can go on and talk about the Rams offense as well but yeah great performance by the Cardinals there was, a, there was one bit of play, you'll remember, it was either a bootleg or a play action when he ran to his left and put footwork on a defender running at him and it was like whoo and he's just gone past him with the most dazzling footwork and I think rushed for 25 yards or down the left side, the top end of the screen I just watched it and I thought God, I've got to talk to Sam about this bloke he said, you've been on him for 18 months, and that showed me what he's capable of. In particular, he didn't handle it. Those numbers are elite-level quarterback numbers. No turnovers, 75% completions, over 250 yards, plus he's a There's so many quarterbacks in this league that are dangerous with their feet, and he's certainly one of them. He and Lamar Jackson are probably at the top of the tree. And how crazy is that they're both in the same division? It's insane. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely mad. It's and look, you know, they're a game up the Cardinals, but that division is like you, you can't you, you can't say it's theirs because the Rams are three and one, and Seattle is you know there as well. So yeah, very impressive display by Arizona early, but uh, we'll wait and see what happens in that division as the season progresses. The Dallas Cowboys, um, the Carolina Panthers came in three and zero, and they played a pretty soft schedule. 
Dallas hadn't had necessarily a soft schedule, and they were one, one field goal away from being um, 3-0 going into this game, of course. Uh, managed to catch a bit of this one as well. Um, Prescott's still not 100% with his running, but uh, when Ezekiel Elliott runs like that and he becomes the beast that he can be, they're a very hard football team to stop, and they played very convincing football. Um, I know you. everybody knows you're a Dallas man, but are you starting to build with excitement rather than carrying on like a pork chop? Are you, st- are you building with excitement for what they're going to do in the division and, and then later on? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, look, I, I didn't like the fact that they ended up leaving 28 points. I thought that that was a bit more than they should have. I That's fair. I thought they were playing really, really solid football through the through the first three quarters and they let it get away. And that's my main concern with the Cowboys is what happens when the chips are down and, and you know, the points are piling up? Because that generally hasn't happened this season. That's probably the, the most poorest they looked on defense for a quarter uh, against the Panthers. And look, maybe the game was over and, that, and, and you could... You know, you could potentially wear that. But I, I thought, you know, the defense for the most part, I mean, Trayvon Diggs is a turnover machine at the moment. It's unbelievable. That guy yes. is in the right position all the time. Another two what? picks, am I right with that? Two pill yeah, picks for another Diggs? another two, and I think he's up to five for, for the year or, or around that mark. And Michael Parsons is creating chaos every position they put in. You know, Leighton Vanderish, I thought, was going to get released by the Cowboys. Um, he's had persistent neck problems and back problems. But he looks great. Jalen Smith looks really good. Um, yeah, I think they recruited really well. Actually, they spent their first six draft picks on defense, so they should. Uh, and the offense is the offense. It's stellar. I mean, if they can get the defense right, the Cowboys are, are going to push the, the Cardinals and, and the Rams and the, and the Green Bays of the world. Yep. Um, it's it's what... Me, it was, yeah, just a solid performance. Well, um, especially um, if they get to play games at home in the finals, of course, they don't have to worry about whether there's no conditions they've got to worry about. Um, they don't have to go and play teams. What they want to avoid is playing in at Lambeau or at Soldier Field or or even in Seattle, which is a barnyard, uh, and it's cold and wet in that time of the year. They want to get as many games as they can at home. Look, they're going along nicely, um, and they've got a big divisional game this weekend, which we'll talk about against a hated rival. And they right. hate. Wasn't it nice to see? Like, hasn't it been nice to see that Sam Darnold was actually playing great? quarterback football he's playing really well it's nice to see it's clearly showing that he's actually got some ability um which is great to see um i'm i've said enough about the chiefs and the eagles kansas city will not make they won't make the afc conference championship if they defend like that they can they're great offensively tyree kill is one of the most explosive athletes i have ever seen and if you can imagine that if kareem hunter hadn't been a really naughty boy they'd have him too but that opens up the opportunity for someone like Edward Zale, who has been lights out the last couple of weeks after getting abused in the press. He's been great. He's gone for 100 yards twice. Fantastic to see the Jets and the Giants win. I know that the Giants winning doesn't help the NFC East, particularly with Washington starting to play some okay footy. But both New York teams who we were none and six going last weekend, one and one at the death. You've got to give them credit, particularly the Giants going away to that lunatic asylum in Louisiana. And winning, that's a superb victory. And so is the Jets winning over the Titans. Sam? Yeah, it's... Uh, look, both New York football teams winning. Great for New York football because it's been, uh, besides a couple of Super Bowl wins when they were when they were not great teams, it's been league pickings, and especially for the Jets. So I was happy to see that. Normally in, a, in an NFC East season, I would be really concerned if Washington and New York scraped out wins. Not so much this year. I think Dallas are the class of that division. Um, but yeah, I was impressed with uh, with Washington's resilience in this game. I think Taylor Heineke's playing really well, so good to see you know, Washington doing something. Um, so I think that was a really good performance. The defense of Washington is 
is not what we expected. I mean, we're four weeks in now, and it, and it is not a good defence at all. And Riverboat Ron will be filthy because they got themselves a, cha- a divisional. Remember, everybody, they got they won a divisional championship last year and gave Tampa Bay all sorts of trouble in their playoff game in in Maryland last year because they were so superb defensively. Now they Heineck is really lighting it up on the offensive side of the ball, but Washington cannot expect to go get near Dallas unless they can keep teams to 17 to 18 points. And in fact, a few of these sides on the weekend that uh, are won well have got to have a long look at themselves. Green Bay keeping Pittsburgh to 17 points is an example of where you need to be. Seattle keeping San Francisco to 21, despite the fact that Jimmy G got injured. That's another case of where, what, that's where you need. For me, the cutoff's 21 to 20. If you can start to do that, your offense should be able to get on the other side of the ball. And you... Look, I thought the, in terms of the Giants and and, uh, and New Orleans, Jameis Winston was okay. He, he, you know, his big knock has been he's been wasteful in the past. He wasn't. Um, he's so a change quarterback. Very, he's a change yeah, quarterback. He is a change. And look, Taysom Hill had, came in a couple of times and did a few things. Well, I thought Jameis was good. I just, you know, ultimately they they got beaten in overtime, and, and these things happen. But they're they're just an up and down footy team at the moment. Um, New Orleans, one week they're they're solid, the next week they're poor. They'll, they'll probably end up going. You know, nine and eight or eight and nine, something like that for the year. Next um, to Carolina. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a couple of other games that, that you talked about quickly that are interesting. I thought the Browns and the Vikings, I know that you wouldn't have been happy with the result, but, you know, the game of defense. Smash mouth football. Yeah, good, still a reasonable. Look, I think that, that will serve both teams well in the one. I know the Vikings are one and three, and they're very stiff to be one and three. Probably the best one and three team that we've seen in a few years, but. You know, defense does hold up. So, you know, if these teams can get their offenses going... 100% it really does. Up. If you keep a team like Cleveland to 14 points, something is going right. Your special teams and your defense is clearly playing good football. There are other things to worry about, um, but it's not all doom and gloom. Sam, just briefly, the standings uh, in the NFC West. Arizona on top 4-0, the only 4-0 team in America followed by LA and Seattle and San Francisco 2-2 uh, and two each. A, sh- a massive Thursday night football game in America uh, later on tonight. Right this week. I, I was about to mention that. The, the black and blue division, probably an indication of where things will end up. Green Bay followed by Chicago, followed by Minnesota and Detroit with a globe. The NFC East, again, an indicator, I think, of where things will end up. Washington are smoky for the wild card, but it's Dallas, Washington, then Philadelphia have been disappointing and the New York football giants. Over the AFC, this division is not inspiring, to be honest with you. Tennessee, 2-2, two and two, followed by Houston and Indianapolis, 1-3. and three. And Jacksonville, who's head coach, got in all sorts of trouble this week for being in the wrong side of a bar. Funny, funny world, a globe as well. The AFC East, I'm sure this is the way it will finish. Buffalo, Miami, New England and New York. In our preview of the season, we thought there might be a wild card from that division. There won't be. It ain't going to happen. There's more likely to be a wild card from the AFC North, to be honest with you. With, if you'd have told me at the start of the season that Cincinnati, Baltimore, and, and Cleveland would be on top together. <laughs> Nine wins between them. Nine wins Four between weeks. them. Um, with the points against for Cleveland at 67 and Cincinnati 75, I'd have said, get your head red. And the AFC West is also phenomenally competitive. Here's another division where there could be a wild card come from. In fact, I reckon there's a real show. Los Angeles Chargers and the Raiders 3 and 1. Denver 3 and 1 as well. So, and. Would you imagine Kansas City on the bottom of that division after four games? Just not. Some things are crazy, but after almost a quarter of the season, 
there are a couple of divisions. I think the NFC, the black and blue division, is going to stay where it is. I think Tennessee will win their division and Buffalo will. But and and that, to be honest, without pissing in Sam's pocket, Dallas are a real show. They are the business, um, but they've got to get themselves right on defence and they've got to play into the back end of the season. When we come back in weeks 11 and 12 and Dallas have beaten someone 21-7 or 21-14, Sam will come in here nodding his head saying, now we've got a football side. We spoke last week about Thursday night or Friday morning football being an uninspiring game, Jacksonville and Cincinnati. Well, whoever came up with a draw didn't get it wrong this week. Would you believe the Los Angeles Rams at Lumen Field against Seattle is Thursday night football? Wow, what a game that's going to be. On Saturday, so the first game is at the old, it used to be called White Hart Lane, the new stadium, the magnificent Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. And if any of you get a chance to watch a YouTube on how they move the field in and out for different sports at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, it's fantastic. So New York and Atlanta, that's at um, uh, <clears throat> half past 12 in the morning Australian time, but that's a game being played in London. Then the early afternoon games, Green Bay at Cincinnati, Detroit at Minnesota. Jeez, it doesn't get any easier for Detroit. Denver at Pittsburgh, Denver a real show. Miami at Tampa, good luck Miami. New York at, sorry, New Orleans at Washington, and the Washington want to win that one. Philly at Carolina, good tussle there. Texas Tennessee at Jacksonville and New England at Houston, perhaps a chance for Mac Jones to get on the winner's column. The majority of the good games come in the, in the afternoon and evening slot. The afternoon slot is Chicago at Las Vegas at the magnificent Allegiant Stadium. Cleveland at the Chargers. What a game what a that is. What a, what a game. Woo. Well, I'll tell you what, Vegas is going to have to get the offense going in this one because 14 points is not winning this game. Not at SoFi. No, in perfect conditions. Um, I watched a, the, a bit of the baseball today as well. And God, Los Angeles has got some sport happening at the moment. The Dodgers Stadium is rocking today, let me tell you. But, how you end up with 105 wins in baseball and have to play for a while? Unbelievable. It's the funny world, isn't it? 55,000 at Chavez Ravine today. The Dodgers winning with a walk-off home, a 3-1 in the and ninth. Now they've got, and now they've got to play the Giants in the first week. So it's 107 play, 107 wins playing 106 or 105. And the Giants have got... So fancy getting 105 or 106 wins and being the away team with it without... And it's only a five-game series. So phenomenal game of baseball on Friday night um, in American time at the magnificent at and Oracle Park, it's called now, on the Cove there in San Francisco. If you get a chance, everybody, I know it's out of the sport, but the baseball's not going to get any better than it is now. San Francisco and Los Angeles is a dream. And they hate each other. Baseball during the playoffs. I, I don't oh, watch a lot of it during the season, but goosebumps. I do watch the playoffs because there's something about baseball playoffs that's special. Goosebumps. I'm getting them now. And remember, San Francisco to LA have got an absolute hatred for each other going back to Bonds and well before. They hate each other. So, massive divisional game in Jerry World is the New York football giants playing Dallas. And it's a real... Dallas could be could put the cleaners through New York and New York could be done for the season, quite honestly, because they could be four games behind. San Francisco at Arizona, nice old trip. So the Niners get Seattle and then Zona. The late game is a monstrous game. Talk about the late games having the pick. Buffalo at Kansas City, and I reckon Buffalo are favourites. And then the Monday night game is the Indianapolis Colts, who used to be in Baltimore, against the Baltimore Ravens, who used to be in Cleveland. That game's in Baltimore. That's not a bad game either. You would think Baltimore. Spice up by Mayflower. First of all, Sam, what a game they've conspired to bring us Thursday night footy in America on the NFL Network. The Rams against the Seahawks up at the Lunatic Asylum in Seattle. What a game. I'm so excited. What a game. Because... 
know, the Rams are coming off a loss. Seattle are, are down and out in this division in what's an amazing division. You know, you can't afford to give three games to, to any of these teams. So Seattle's got to win this game. But the Rams are going to come in motivated. Seattle and the Allure playing at, um, at CenturyLink Field, which is what I'll, I'll call it, uh, Lumen Field now. Yep. Um, I think that, that, you know, the challenge of that with the defense has changed in Seattle. I think Los Angeles are going to be too good. They're going to be motivated. The defense are going to come to play. Um, I think Stafford will be ready to go, motivated after last week. And, you know, this might potentially, um, you know, break this, break Seattle with, uh, with you know, two teams above them in the standings, the, the quality of the Rams and the Cardinals. So, yeah, Rams would be too good in this one for me. Rams, if it gets, if it's wet... That's the only way Seattle win because um, the Rams now play in an indoor stadium. I know that sounds strange, but it doesn't rain much in Los Angeles anyway. At the, and again, if, if the crowd goes burko, if Seattle get a sniff, just put your um, speakers on high and listen to the crowd. Paul Allen, who built that stadium, the um, late owner of Microsoft or one of them, built that stadium to be intimidating. And it is just an amazing place. It probably helps it's a night game. I don't know. Maybe there's more atmosphere generally, and you know, I, I think that intimidation factor. You're right. If it rains and it's night, yeah, maybe that's the opportunity. And um, yeah, we'll wait and see. It'll be interesting to see what Russell Wilson does. And he, I mean, they've still got such an impressive offense that you know it could be a really high-scoring battle. At the home of the great Tottenham Hotspur Football Club in North London, um, and when I was growing up, Tottenham Hotspur, one of the best teams in the world. New York and Atlanta, both teams have been uninspiring. They're just coming off a win. Hotlander, you know, haven't been overly inspiring themselves. Um, they got resolved by Washington late. I'm still not... Uh, the, the Jets are ordinary. The, and the fact that Ryan plays, I just think I'll pick... Even though the Jets won last week, I think I'll, I'm going with uh, Ryan and Atlanta. Yep, the, uh, the, the scheduling stitch-up that saw us all disappointed last Friday is, uh, is what's now uh, going to befold people at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because... The Jets and the Falcons is is not an impressive matchup. Uh, they'll go, they'll sell it out. And I tell you what, if it was in Australia, I'd go as well. But yeah, not not a super matchup. And yeah, Atlanta too good. Tricky game for Green Bay here. Cincinnati are three and one and playing convincing footy. Big game at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincy. One of the early Sunday games. Um, I thought I saw enough from Green Bay last week. I thought they were professional against Pittsburgh, um, holding onto the ball, uh, getting getting things right. They're building and building and building. And Rogers is in sync with Devontae Adams and a couple of others. I, I will pick Green Bay, but not by many because they're on the road and Cincinnati have got some ticker. They're, look, I agree. They're building out a really poor first week, uh, which is an aberration, I think, when we look back. Uh, really solid win against San Fran, even though they kind of you know just got over the line. Pittsburgh's, Pittsburgh's not who they used to be, so you can't read a lot into that. This is a really big game for Green Bay. This will show us a lot of where they're at. Yep. Um, because Cincinnati are confident. They're playing good football. They've got a great quarterback and they've got some weapons. And the defense is playing well too. So I think this is going to be a bit of a litmus test for, uh, for Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, look, I'll, I'll back them in. I'll back Green Bay just off the back of who Rodgers is. Um, and we'll see whether he still is that person this week because this is a huge game. Oh, Minnesota's got to beat Detroit. Detroit are average. Minnesota aren't much better, but uh, the Vikings will win that game relatively comfortably. All they've got to do is dial up what they did against Seattle and when they were extraordinarily impressive. Season's on the line. They lose this, forget it, and there'll be people with their heads chopped off after if that happens. Yeah, they're De- too good to be one and four. Now Denver and Pittsburgh's an interesting game because I don't know if their poor first choice quarterback's going to be right. He got knocked out of last week's game with what I thought was an illegal hit, Tyrod Taylor. If Locke's playing, then I'll pick the Steelers. 
if they're at full fitness. Um, the Steelers were not inspiring. They were okay against Green Bay, but I, if they're at full strength, Denver, if Tyrod doesn't play, I'll pick the Steelers at home. I think that's a fair bet. I, I don't think they can get across the line. If he doesn't play, it's always iffy coming back off a, off a knock that he cops. I, I think he probably plays, and, and they win, but not sure. I'm not convinced with Pittsburgh, though, in general. I mean, if, uh, if Claypool's back for Pittsburgh, that'll really help. I think Big Ben missed having Claypool on the weekend uh, to throw the ball to him. He's a bit of a safety net. So, interesting game. Denver, Denver should win because Pittsburgh's a shell, but we'll wait and see. TJ Watt playing at three-quarter rat power as if he's still powerful, but he can't run at the moment, but he did yeah, play. He such a good season last year. It's disappointing to see him playing the way he is because he was... He's not he fit. He's... He led every defensive category last year. He didn't win defensive player that year. He should have, but he was outstanding. And he got a big contract, but he's playing wounded at the moment. He's playing. He's not sitting on the bench, but I, there must be a hammy or a knee because he just can't explode. Yeah, you're right. He's not the same player that, no. he, that, that he is. He is that player, and yeah... It's almost one of those ones where we'll wait and see what happens in the next few weeks, but you just got to give him some rest and bring him back later. Do you give any chance Miami winning in Tampa? Because I don't. Miami are not playing good football. They're, they're, the they've right got now. problems. And they were so. They had such a meteoric rise. Remember they had that almost. I don't know what it was. It was no, no wins or very few wins. And then they had this rapid improvement and then they've just gone down again. And two is injury prone. And they knew that when they drafted him. And. Um, they've got to watch the video game Justin Herbert play now and wonder what could have been. And they're, they're, one of their quarterbacks from last year is now playing for the Washington football title. Or Fitzmagic's not there anymore. Philly at Carolina. Now, interesting, Carolina's just traded today and picked up Stefan Gilmore from from the New England Patriots, which is a good veteran pick. That's an excellent veteran pickup. Uh, Belichick obviously wanted to do what he does with everybody else and shaft him financially. And Gilmore's gone up, yours, pal. So he's on his way to Charlotte. Um, Philly at Carolina. Um, the form lines here are clear. Carolina. Yeah, I think Carolina should win this. Uh, for could be high scoring. Reasons we talked about. They've got weapons. Darnold's playing well. Oh, look, often Bill Belichick has traded players when they're over the hill. I don't think Gilmore's in that position. I think he's still a good player. Uh, I think he's still a good player. I think he's. I think he took an interception off Goff in the. Uh, Super Bowl where they won't beat the Rams 13-3, Goff on the back foot, and you can see Belichick going intercepted and Gilmore's taken on his back from memory. Yeah, he's good, I mean. He's, he's, he, oh, he's good. He's really good. McCaffrey's probably going to miss another, so that, that hurts them. They're, they're going to struggle while he's not there because he does so much for them, but they should be too good. For them. And they did put 28 on a pretty decent football side last weekend. Um, Tennessee at Jacksonville, divisional game here. Don't believe in Jacksonville yet. Um, they've got a way to go. Tennessee were average last week, but uh, they do have enough weapons to get them home. Tennessee to win this one by 7-10 to 10 for me, even though it's in, in northeast Florida. That really hurt Jacksonville not winning that game last week against uh, the Bengals. That that really hurt. Because you know, they, they played they, good. They played all right. They played well. They're a young team. They need to get a win for confidence. Um, I think it's going to be a real struggle for them for the rest of the year. You know, debacle with Urban Meyer. What is going on there? Um, there's just some craziness happening. <laughs> it's just not not when you when you've got such a young team and, and young quality players, you just can't be doing that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, interesting week for them. Tennessee too too good. How many weeks have I been saying he could be on his way to a university in South Central? Is he trying to get himself fired? Oh, Man, I can see him absolutely play, coaching at Southern Cal. 
Absolutely. Um, it's like, he's, he's obviously, you know, this is not the right environment for Trevor Lawrence. He needs a coach who's invested in him. Um, you know, I was, look, I was really, I thought James Robinson had a breakout game actually at running back for, for them. So they've got a team, but just not sure whether Urban Meyer's the right man for that job. I don't, I don't even know if he wants to be there, but we'll wait and see uh, with them. But, you know, Tennessee, just, um, they, I think they'll roll for it. And they'll win the division because the next team who's playing on the next on my list, they're in the same division. New England and Houston, this is overly, not overly inspiring. Houston's on their way to a number one draft pick. I think they will struggle to win another game. They are poor. Um, and Deshaun Watson, people are talking about shopping Deshaun Watson and going to other teams. You wouldn't go near with a 10-foot pole, Deshaun Watson, right now. They just, no. you can't. Let's wait for that. Way. From where we were, from where we were before he had his fall from grace, and it is one of the biggest fall from grace, because you, you, you couldn't, six-round draft pick, you know, that's, that's the type of language we're talking for him, which is unbelievable. It's not quite as big as Michael Vick, who was one of the best athletes I've ever seen. That's but, true. That was, but yeah, but th- this has the potential. He's got the potential to do 25 to life. He's got the potential to do 25 to life. That's right. New England for me. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be worried about football. No. Nah. Chicago at, at, at the Death Star in the Legion Stadium. I watched a fabulous documentary, Sam, on the Al Davis versus the NFL. It's one of those ESPN 30 for 30s, and they had people playing Al Davis and Pete Rosella, who's the commissioner there. And they actually set it at Allegiant Stadium. What an amazing place it is. Chicago are average. Um, Vegas aren't. Vegas can play. They've got to get their um, offense right. They got shown up by the Chargers. They did come back. They made the Chargers work, though, which I was impressed with, and they didn't give up. The Las Vegas Raiders are a serious football side. They've taken another step. I think they might get a wild card, uh, and they'll win this game, clearly. Cleveland at the Chargers. Holy cow. SoFi Stadium. Talk it. This could be, although Cleveland's defense has been, this could be a 30 28 job, 36 34 job. Uh, pick a winner this here is, for this us. This is like the, the, um, the security blankets off for Cleveland in this game because they can't afford to play conservative themselves. They're going to have to go out there and really have a go. And Baker's going to have to throw the ball and you know throw quite a lot. And because Justin Herbert, I mean, I've called him the video game now for a few. He is, the, he is unbelievable. The, the quality of, of the throws, the angles. The movement. Uh, I know we, we talk about Patrick Mahomes a lot, and he does some freaky things. Like even that underarm throw was crazy last week. Um, but Justin Herbert's just so good, and he throws the ball so well into pockets. Uh, really big test for Cleveland. If they're the real deal, they need, to, they need to go in and win this game. And I probably think Los Angeles are favourites. Got to agree. Sorry, after what they did on the weekend... Los Angeles, because it's at SoFi, if this was in Cleveland, I'd be thinking seriously about it. It's not. It's indoors at that extraordinary... <laughs> that complex cost Dan Creaky $5 million. You can see why. It's... I'd love to check that complex out. It just looks amazing when you see the wide shots of SoFi. It's just beyond belief. Yeah, the, the Vegas Inglewood double to go and check out SoFi and Allegiant. And yeah. I'll tell you what, Pat, get me over there whenever you can because that, that will be on the list. Perfect scenario. Chargers Thursday night, fly to Vegas the next morning, Raiders on Sunday. That's what you'd want. Um, now, divisional game here, and obviously um, we're going to speak the same sides here. Dallas can't take New York lightly, not coming off a win, but New York are an unproved. Dallas will have men hunting for Saquon Barkley, who's a match winner. Daniel Jones is stepping up and being a reasonable NFL quarterback. He's actually been okay this year, to be quite honest. And whether or not he convinced the people in New York who are a tough crowd, uh, but Dallas should win this one by 12 to 14, purely because they're they're a very good football side and New York are a very average football side. 
Yeah, there's a couple of interesting factors going on in, in for the Giants at the moment. Uh, look, Daniel Jones is playing is playing really well. Saquon yeah. Buckley's just revving up now. He's not quite himself, but it, it, it was going to take time. He may actually be just about there now. Kenny Golladay is starting to get yep. uh, into the play a lot more. And look, he, he had a pretty solid uh, run at Detroit there for a few years. So, yeah, I think that you know there are some weapons. Um, Sterling Shepard's had a pretty solid year for a, for a player who's been around the traps for a while, even Darius Slayton. So they've got weapons. I think Dallas would be too good, should be too good, but the only hesitation being a Cowboys fan who's watched the Giants come into uh, into, into Texas and beat the Cowboys regularly, including when they opened that stadium a number of years ago. Um, it's not in the bank, but the Cowboys are playing such good football, although we talked about they did let themselves down defensively, uh, and Dan Campbell will, will be at them this week to, to make sure they step it back up. But yeah, they should be too strong, and and I think the division will, will get away from the others uh, this week. I think you know Washington will likely get beaten, as will Philly. And, and if the Cowboys can win, then they'll be on their merry way. I've actually missed a game there, to be honest. We'll go back to that one. New Orleans at, at, at playing against Washington in at Landover in Maryland. Um, New Orleans have been satisfactory. Washington aren't defending well. I actually have got a bit of faith in Washington. I think they've got enough core plays. I think they'll just get home here. Just my uh, my only uh, my only disagreement is New Orleans are going good game bad game at the moment and this is a good week for them so we'll, we'll wait and see but okay. no, I should, shouldn't use that as my analysis Washington's defense I'm just waiting for it to step up um, I think all of I think all of these like, I think all of Washington's waiting for that too to be honest with you yeah I'm just expecting that they're going to break loose and have a really good defensive game and that might even set them up so they've got obviously Garrett's you know an unbelievable player and they've got you know a number of players on the defense who you know who can change games like Chase Young was an absolute beast in college and he's and he's starting to do it too on a on an elite uh, NFL level so you know even Cam Sims is is solid so yeah, we'll wait and see uh, whether Washington can get it going. If they do, they'll be too good. If the defense ramps up, they'll be too solid. Tell the hike he's playing good, good football. But um, yeah, I'm on James Winston, and, and I think the uh, yeah, New Orleans too good just in this one. I don't give, especially with Jimmy Jr. I don't give San Francisco much chance at all of being Arizona at, at, in at State Farm Stadium in Glendale. Can't take a trick, San Fran. They, they've Ari- they've got to sack their strength and conditioning department because they have so many many injuries. And, Maybe that's going a little bit too far because they, they've been unlucky in a few of them, but they just seem to have injury. I mean, the whole season last year was a write-off. They, they were playing you know, their, their development league team by the end of it with so many injuries. You sound like you're talking about Essendon in the early part of the 2010s. No comment. What a, <laughs> <laughs> what a game this is. Buffalo against Kansas City. Sunday night, prime time at Arrowhead. Massive test for both. Buffalo, an early aberration and a... a the the worst thing for Buffalo is they've just played a, a college football team in a, in in uh, Houston. They come up and play against the big boys at Arrowhead. This has got huge potential. Could be very high scoring. I have to pick Buffalo because I can't trust Kansas City's defense. No matter what Patty does, that Patty could put on five touchdowns and four hundred, and Buffalo will find a way because Kansas City's defense is porous. These Buffalo look good after the first week. They've, they've been so impressive on both sides of the ball. I, I can't go against them either. I can't believe I'm going to suggest that Kansas City are going to lose their third game, but I can't see Buffalo losing at the moment. They're playing so well. Josh Allen's just in complete control. He's got weapons coming out of his ears. I mean, Singletary's back to his best. 
Um, you know, Diggs is a superstar. Uh, Dawson Knox at tight end has been a revelation in the last two weeks. Yep. Uh, they've just got so many weapons. They're playing really well. Their defense is elite now, elite defense. Um, even though they've got a lot of players who, who we don't know, they're just playing really good team defense. Um, it's hard to tip against Kansas City, and, and they'll probably surprise us. And, you know, if Tyree Kill has another three touchdowns, 200 yards, Week maybe they get across the line and this might kickstart their season. But the Buffalo's just been so impressive since the second week. It's hard to say that they won't be too good. The fact that it's at Arrowhead, maybe that's the difference maker here. But it's going to be an explosive game. I'm so glad it's going to be the uh, the eleven twenty a.m. game in Australia because it means we can sit back and watch it uninterrupted. And the final game, Baltimore's hosting Indianapolis on Monday Night Football. Indianapolis are a very average football sort, although they won on the weekend in Miami. They won't beat Baltimore in Baltimore. Baltimore's got too many weapons. They're starting to come good. Jackson's really finding his feet. Um, they've got weapons all over the ball. Their defense is normally pretty good. And I can see Baltimore winning this one comfortably. I can see Baltimore winning comfortably. And I can see Indianapolis, Indianapolis joining Houston in a, in a race for the number one pick. I think they'll, they'll put the queue in the rack after this week too. And, and it's interesting because that division's got some terrible teams in it this year. And... Yeah, I think Houston um, and I think Indianapolis after this week, they're going to be the teams that are battling out for the first pick. The Tennessee Titans have got to turn up to play football for the rest of the season. The Tennessee Titans could win that division going 7-9. and nine. They could do it in a... Absolutely. 100%. I'm serious. Yeah. You, you draw, I'm, I'm drawing a line through three teams in that division already. The Texans, Colts and Jazz can't make playoffs. No way. And the Titans have just got to build up enough wins so they start getting home. Because if they finish as a divisional champion, they get a home field. So, Look, Sam, the fascinating weekend. A lot of the games finishing late off. But that Thursday night game or tomorrow morning game is a ball terror. Los Angeles and Seattle. We'll get, get on to that. It's been great talking to Sam. The college footy's been great as well. Been very exciting. It's, I enjoy seeing some parts of my Sunday mornings watching the college footy at the moment. It's been great. And... Um, yeah, as we're talking, um, Georgia and Iowa and Alabama are certainly going to be there at, at the death. Georgia were ridiculously good against Arkansas on the weekend. Ridiculous. Shout, shout out to the Longhorns headed to the Cotton Bowl versus Oklahoma. Um, we're both we're both uh, very much. Well, I'm, I know David and me are both repping our Texas gear most of the time. I've got some Texas runners. David's got his uh, his Texas shirt on, and uh, we're both on board the Longhorns, and that's a huge game for them. They're back in the, the top twenty-five, ranked twenty-one in the nation, and. Obviously, Arkansas, that was a crazy defeat. Um, it just shows how good Georgia is and, and almost puts a form line through. But we'll wait and see. It's a Cotton Bowl game. It's a huge game. So that'll be the college game I'll be looking up after number one. The quarterback for, for Oklahoma is the subject of a documentary that's on on ESPN. His name is Spencer Rattler. He's from Phoenix. Um, he's going up and down a bit in the draft list, particularly in Mel Kuyper's list. Watch him on the weekend. He can play a bit. Spencer Rattler's got a lot of talent. He's not big, but he's fast and he's clever. So make sure you watch him as well. Sam, thank you so much for your time again. Look forward to catching with you next week. Some phenomenal games, particularly Thursday night and then late on Sunday in America. There are some just game after game after game. But keep an eye on that New York and Dallas game for, for Sam. I think that Dallas will win. And then that Buffalo-Kansas City game is mouth-watering. Sam, thanks again. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks, David. On behalf of Sam, this is David. Take care. Everybody look after yourself. Be safe. See you soon. Bye-bye.